ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೋ ಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾ ವಿದ್ವಿಷಾವಹೈ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ಗುರುರ್ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಗುರುರ್ವಿಷ್ಣು ಗುರುರ್ದೇವೋ ಮಹೇಶ್ವರ ಗುರುರೇವ ಪರಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀಗುರವೇ ನಮಃ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀಗುರವೇ ನಮಃ usually after the summer break ah good that you came koncham volume tagichanu usually after the summer break we immediately begin with the series of talks but this time around because we'll have to be launching GBCC Gurudev Birth Centenary Celebrations GBCC It sounds very complicated but it is one of the most sacred moments because we are lucky to have it during our lifetime so we are launching lot of events so for that launch and preparation so many months have gone by and last week i should have started with the rudram talks that has to be turned on yeah so because of the weather they couldn't started last week and i'm told this week too wednesday onwards there is something again only once okay good so let's brave that and uh, see what happens played by the year <clears throat> to meditate on that paramatma we don't need too many pointers like when dronacharya asked all his students to assemble so that they can shoot the eye of the bird which he had placed on the tree he asked each one of them as to what they see i think the most brilliant description was bhima he went poetic 
he said uh, beautiful skies and you know beautiful flowers and how can i miss the fruits on that tree so he he described too many things and he got disqualified then the only qualified person who could who was given permission to shoot was arjuna in order to reach to the mark you just need one direction one directive so from that perspective the entire vishnu sahasranama comes down to a second tier second tier not because of the content second tier because of the kind of mind which it is to be applied to because whatever we have termed today as add adhd these are not new the rishis knew that human mind has a multi diverted angle or a perspective cannot stay focused on one thing more than 15 20 minutes it needs variety it needs variation it needs it thrives in multitude so bhajan sankirtan and chanting of these sahasranamavalis are for that mindset which is multi focused and in the scriptures whenever the multi focus aspect is talked about it is often seen as a very low application of mind and its capacity today many of us in the modern world uh, we talk about multitasking you know you have to be dabbling around poking around with too many things at the same time why the usual suspect is time who has time for all these things it has to be done in a multi oriented manner but the efficiency can be gathered can be gained only when it is single pointed rather than multi pointed we already have enough multitude in our lives because we we have to handle a phone a computer a cell phone i don't know how many gadgets we have in the name of modern existence we have cocooned ourselves with so many gadgets and you get into the modern car baap re baap there's so many kinds of things there to handle it's not simple just a gear and a steering and then move forward there are so many things that you have to keep pushing in pushing out there is constant distraction and on the top of it uh, we have uh, text and other things and people do that kind of crazy stuff while driving it's it, it's very dangerous because it just takes a fraction of a second for some kind of a trity some some kind of a mistake to happen multi focused is not the most efficient way of existence 
so for a human life which has been constantly laced with so many areas that we indulge in with multitude with multi focused experience to suddenly bring it out of that multi focused into a single pointed focus seems to be a very difficult task immediately ask that mind to drop all that multitude so how what what do we what do i mean when i say it is like a multitude have you seen a porcupine in a defensive position with all its uh, spikes uh, angled upwards our mind is like that at any given point it is running all over the place and to bring that mind to one focal point it's not just the kids including the adults without getting bored because if there is no variety given immediately the mind seems to go insipid it says i'm bored because we need a variety so much so that we are trained we have trained ourselves in this multitude that we cannot watch one single thing at any given point you may have observed or you may have observed yourself as well that when you have a remote we are trigger happy while watching one show we keep flipping around with other shows while this is happening i have to know that also that also this also constantly fidgeting around so to bring that kind of a mind immediately to one focal point one aspect is difficult so the rishis have said why not we trick the mind with one theme but in that very one theme a lot of variety involved so when we talk of thousand names whose thousand names are we talking about here specifically lord vishnu's thousand names so the theme is one what is the theme theme is lord vishnu but that lord vishnu has so many different aspects and pointers to understand him from so most of these pointers have been gathered in so that though we have a variety and we keep going from one name to the other but still the mind is hooked on is turned towards one aspect alone through the variety still hooked on to one singularity alone of these names whenever he pleases whenever our efforts intensify one name is sufficient to hook that mind on to that divinity within and stay there with that name that as soon as i utter that name the mind does not seek any variety it just stops consciously awarefully it stops because it often happens in satsang that mind does stop but it goes into a a deeper rocking movement 
So we don't want that to happen. We want the mind to stop, but stop consciously, awarefully, that as soon as that, that nama is uttered, that one name is sufficient. That wherever we are interacting, whatever we are doing, that one nama re-anchors us back within, firmly within. So we are trying to find that personal favorite now. So we are trying to go through various namavalis. And if I am not wrong, we have seen so far 732 names. Today we will be chanting or trying to learn from the 733rd. It is in the 49th shloka. If you are following this book, it is shloka number 49 on page 127. If you don't have a book, join somebody who has a book so that you can follow along. So we have already seen in the last setting Yajna Yajyo Mahejyascha Kratusatram Satam Gatihi Sarvadarshi Vimuktatma Sarvagnyo Gnana Muttamam So today we will move forward with the next one. Please try to repeat after me. Suvrata Sumukha Sukshmaha Sukhosha Sukhada Sukhrata Mano Harojita Krodho Virabahur Vidaranaha The style of Vishnu Sahasranama is uncomplicated one. There are other Sahasranama valleys wherein they are quite a tongue twister. I am sure many of you chant Lalita Sahasranama Vali. It's quite a tongue twister. And there are certain names which almost feel repetitive. Uh, you don't chant them consciously, you will be in that loop, repeating from that one which similarly looking and then you keep going in that loop again and again and again. There are at least three loops in Lalita Sahasranama. If you don't chant consciously, you are caught up in that loop. And the words are long and complicated. Here in Vishnu Sahasranama, the Shaili, Bhasha Shaili of Vedavyasji that he has chosen is a very simple Samskritam. So, each word, each name by itself can be a topic to be discussed, topic to be understood. Suvrataha Shobhanam Vratam Asya Iti Suvrataha Adi Shankaracharya says, 
the one who is constantly performing a pure vow. Now this one name is the name of Lord Sri Rama. Now his vow, he is known for it. And what is his vow? His vow is that during the Ramayana times, he had taken a vow that whenever he has taken a arrow from his quiver, it has to be used on a target. There are various situations. Once, one of the famous ones that he has been worshipping for almost three days continuously on the seashore to find a method to cross over into Lanka. And this Sagara, Mr. Sagara, does not yield. So Bhagavan Ramchandraji gets really mad at him. Pulls out his bow and arrow. And shivering that Sagara stands in front of him within seconds. He said, Bhagavan, please don't release that arrow on me. There are so many creatures that are living in. They would be impacted. They would be impacted that they would be wiped out. So I would not request you to use it. I will tell you the solution. The solution is with you. You have amazing engineers called Nala and Neela. Put them to task and your Vanara Sena will become the, their workmanship will be executed. <coughs> so Bhagavan Ji says, that is all fine, but what do I do with this arrow? Because I have taken a vow that if I have taken the arrow out, I have to use it now. So, Sagara, he says that east of here, you know, when you go closer to the African continent, sorry, west of here, when you go closer to the African continent, the east side of African continent, there are lots of pirates. Use this arrow to wipe them out clean. The first time I read that, I thought that uh, it, it is probably in their genes. He wiped out one generation. Somalia, the pirates there, they are infamous for that. And they were troublesome even in those days, in Lord Rama's times, that he was asked to wipe them out clean. So his bow and arrow, one vrata. The other vrata that he had, that being a kshatriya, he could have married as many. His father himself had three main wives. So he could have married after Sitaji was abducted or Sitaji was sent away to the Gurukula of Valmiki. But he stood with that vow of Eka Pati Vratya. That one 
once that I have been married, I will dedicate my life as that husband only. I mean, this is according to the Ramayana times. Suvrataha. Now, in Krishna's time, he has also given his word. He has given his uh, vav. What is his? And most of us know this shloka. He says, you do this and then I will take care of you. He says, sarva dharman parityajya maam ekam sharanam vraja. Aham tva sarva papebhyaha moksha ishyami mashucha. Do not worry, do not get bogged down by your life. Sarvan anyan dharman parityajya. All the unnecessary dharmas that we take up, give them all up. Sarva dharman parityajya. Maam ekam sharanam vraja. Surrender yourself unto that altar of divinity. Now this shloka by the Dvaitavadi, you know, those who believe in the Lord as the altar and you are the separate entity who can only be a dasa, a servant of that Lord, they take it a, a notch up. They say that here Bhagavan is not talking about any other form. He is saying that the only form worthy of surrendering is the form of Krishna because he is the Purnavatar. Therefore, surrender only unto that Lord and no other God is worth. Now, if it is Saguna or Nirguna, whichever is the altar that the mind finds resonance with, unto that altar, Sarvadharman Mamekam Sharanam Raja. Completely surrender unto that altar within. So, what happens when we surrender? In the earlier chapters, he says that I will take care of your yoga and kshema. Yoga kshemam vaham yaham. I'll take care of your yoga kshema. Don't worry about it. What does yoga and kshema mean? Yoga means not the yoga sanas. Yoga does not here mean karma, jnana, bhakti or dhyana or hatha yoga. Yoga means, like in Hindi we use that word quite often. Like, you know, if somebody were to go for a job interview and they did not get through, what happened? Patani, yoga nahi tha. They are not talking there about uh, the yoga asanas or any of these other uh, karma, bhakti, jnana, yoga. Yoga means to get united with, to become one with. To procure is yoga. Kshema is to secure. You don't need to worry about your procurements and the securities. Once you surrender, I will take care of your both yoga and kshema. This is one concept 
as a mortal human being we probably fail to understand because we always need to have a plan b plan c plan d in action what if what ifs are running pretty high and strong in our head now why go about any further <clears throat> when we talk about the parents and their children do you not take care of their yoga and kshema sometimes we very brutally even rub it on to them as well by saying it out loud when we were growing up we did not have all these things you have been provided for all that you need to do is make the best use of all that which is being provided do we stand guilty for that or not sometimes we as just mortal human beings don't we provide for our own next generation whatever they require whatever is the best for them don't we get the best for them yoga and they cherish that for a long period of time don't we do the kshema also we not only provide but also provide a secure environment for them to cherish enjoy and grow even in spite of being in kali yuga we human beings are yet to fall down to that level wherein we we just are producing the next generation but don't provide for them whatever the best effort that we are doing isn't all our effort centered around providing a great life for them morning to evening we keep running pillar to post one job and you know both the husband and wife putting their effort what what is all this effort for are we not trying to do yoga kshema for our next generation if we are talking about our own efforts and consistency in that effort to provide yoga and kshema do you think that the lord who is often worshiped by us and that is one shloka that every time in congregation the other shlokas probably everybody you know swallows it up but this is one shloka everybody chants it and chants it loudly tvameva mata cha pitatvameva tvameva bandhuscha sakha tvameva tvameva vidya dravinam tvameva tvameva sarvam mama deva deva so what should be the attitude of surrender that oh lord you are everything you are the mother you are the father so when i stand in front of the lord do i even need to ask of the lord of something that has to be done unto me imagine your child comes often to you every morning with a list of things 
mom, dad, you have to take care of this, provide for this, give me this, secure for this and reads out a list every single day. What would be your answer? Truth be spoken. What would be your answer or response or reaction? Once maybe you will be in a awe, so sweet. Thank you. Every single day. Baskar, I exactly know what to do. Now you focus on what you have to do. Don't we say that? And when we say that, is it a cop out? Don't we really focus on doing everything for their sake? So wouldn't be a, an audacity on our terms to stand in front of the Lord every single day and give him a list of things. Oh Lord, I think you have to take care of my husband, my wife, my children, my this, my that, my job, my that. I think that is why all gods stand in this posture. What does this mean? Abbas bhi kar baba. Enough. I have heard it enough. What you get, when you get, who you get, when you get, everything I will take care. Don't worry about it. That is his vrata. Suvrataha. What is his vrata? To be that provider. Uh, always remember with a statement that Gurudev would often repeat. We get what we deserve, though not what we desire. Given an opportunity, the children will ask anything that is there. Oh, I am, this is a fourth grader. Mommy, I think for this birthday, whenever that birthday is about to be, I don't want any gift. Just get me iPhone 6. All my friends have it. When they mean all their friends, they must have had a click or a group within the entire classroom, three people. Of those three, one may be having it, that two may be borrowed from the parents for that day. And this fellow now presents it as if the entire world has it. I am the only fourth grader across the entire globe who does not have it. And when the child keeps demanding various such things, what do you do? Do you give everything that they ask for? That which is required by them at that time. And if they had a father like mine, I was asking, I don't know what I was asking for. This was in 6th uh, grade, I think. I was asking something and uh, he wouldn't answer. He said, we will see and he will keep. 
one day i really became very agitated and uh, questioned everything that he did that day also he did not say much it was almost a month end so in the beginning of the month the salary was brought in so he called me in and he gave the entire salary i was ecstatic like you know i can buy three four things of the same he said do one thing this is my entire salary run the family and if you can save whatever you save by the month end how many ever months you want to save it for like you know, if it takes two months it's okay two months run the family for that many months and if you can save something then with that savings you can buy whatever you feel like buying after one month the next month when it came i said keep your money with you i did not have the heart to go back to him ask for anything else again in my life it truly opened my eyes as to what it took to run the family and whatever he was doing he was doing the best job possible i shouldn't have questioned his uh, intentions on that regard But similarly when we talk of that paramatma it is his vrata it is his job it is his sankalpa that every being gets the experience gets the things gets the people in their life for their betterment for whatever time possible that is the best that he can give not an ounce more not an ounce less so why should we even worship yes the children ask us right what is it a bargain deal or something that i pray so many times and then the god gives me what kind of a god is he no it is not a bargain deal so when we sit in front of the lord what is that puja for thank you for taking care of me so far however you are taking care one of the best bhajans that guruji ever sings is i'm not going to sing i'm just going to repeat that bhagwan meri naiya us paar laga dena o lord naiya the boat of my life please take it across this bhavasagar not that i am reminding you of doing it i just got reminded you know being in this samsara i am quite forgetful i just got reminded that if not for you i would have been you know in down deep but if i'm still floating it is just because of you and don't keep waiting there i am told in the puranas that you are waiting for that um, elephant what was his name gajendra ha huh. not airavata gajendra 
So Gajendra had to call for you. And that is when you flew in. Baba, I am not so great like Gajendra. He at least had the common sense to call for you. In the samsara that I am, I may forget that also. Don't keep waiting. Jhat aake chuda le jana. Don't wait for me to call on you. Today I have some sense, therefore I am putting the petition for those terms, those days also. Don't keep waiting, come and take me away. So beautiful. That I stand in front of you only in appreciation of whatever you have done, I am only thankful for it. That's why when we do the sankalpa for puja, they say, Vishnoho Prityartham idam adya aham karishya. It's for the pleasure of the Lord in my thankful attitude, in the Kritagnyata Abhava, I am performing this puja. Not in anticipating, you know, I need this also, that also, you know it best. Give me the strength to go through it, because you have given it the best. Suvrataha. Suvrataha. Sumukaha. Sumukaha. He is never Vimukha. All other relations, sometime or the other, there is some kind of Vimukhata. What is Vimukhata? It happens in relationships, the most trusted ones also. Wherein we end up saying, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Leave me alone. Sometimes the dialogues can go far as far as, I don't even want to see your face. Dur ho ja meri se. I may be exaggerating it or I may not be even reaching to the exaggerations that happen usually. Vimukhatva. Completely left alone. There is one person which goes along with his promise that always stays as Sumukha. Sumukha, ever open, without judgment, without calling out on any unnecessaries. Always has his gates open. Never stops us out saying, you are not qualified because you have done so and so or not done so and so. He keeps his doors open. Therefore, he is called Sumukaha. When the child does something wrong, and comes to the parent and starts the dialogue with such statement. Don't get mad at me, okay? And while they are narrating, you like twitch your eyes and you are almost getting there. See, see you are getting angry. Then I am not going to tell you. I said, okay, fine, tell. 
So in the mortal world, everyone will become Vimukha one day or the other. There is one person, one entity in life that will never become Vimukha. Always is Samukha. Sumukha is that Paramatma, that Lord Divine. So we don't need to cry in saying that Maili Chadar Odke, Aum Kaise Tere Dwar. You know, I am dirty, I am not qualified. Papo ham, papa karmo ham, papa atma, papa sambhava. He says, again, stop. I know all these. Come quickly. In Bhagavad Gita it is said, Papebhyaha papakrittamaha. Worst of the kinds of sinners. Sarvam jnana plave naiva vrajinam santarishyasi. He is the one who provides the means in spite of all the papa that we may have done. Karacharana kritam Kāyajam karmajam va, shravana nayanajam va. Layers of things that we interact with the outside world. In all those layers I may have done every single step wrong. Doesn't he forgive? If we are breathing and having another opportunity at life, that is his for. He is that benevolent. Does not disqualify us in simple terms. Have you ever looted anybody from others? It's not a question-answer session. It is for you to think that song. Have you ever killed anybody? Looted, killed, robbed. Ratnakara had done all these things. Who is Ratnakara? He becomes later the Adikavi Valmiki Rishi. When such one had the opportunity with one Nama to transform his entire life, don't you think we still stand a great chance? No, I don't mean to say that you have to do first those things, then you will be qualified. I don't know why that thought came into my head. Someone must have thought about it. What do you mean to say we have to do those things now? (laughs) I didn't say it, okay. (laughs) You said too many doctors. I didn't say nothing. 
too many doctors, too many lawyers. Whatever be the vritti outside, doesn't matter. He still opens his doors without judgment, saying that even if you have done the worst of the low ebb life you lived, you can still transform and come to those doorsteps. There is no pre-qualifier. Sumukhaha. Suvrataha Sumukhaha <clears throat> Sukshmaha Sukshmaha This Paramatma is subtler than the subtlest. So what is the subtlest one? That which we can experience. The subtlest of the elements that can be experienced is called space. There is a beautiful Kirtankar in Telugu called Annamaya. And in his Kritis, he says that O Lord, you are something who is, in very lay terms, if you, if you see it, it says, Gaganapu Midhidi Kaivalyamu. So, in lay terms, if you translate it, it is, beyond the skies is the Kaivalya, is the Mokshadwara. If you go into these subtle details, Gagana means space. Space is the Subtlest that which we can experience. What is space? Akasha. That which provides room for everything to exist in. Is called space. Have you ever tried uh, threading a needle? Threading a needle is, I think, easier when you are holding the needle in your hand and the thread in your hand. Becomes difficult when you have to thread the needle on a sewing machine. <laughs> and you... And then you hold... And you attempt and you almost feel that it has gone through and then the needle is still in this hand, the thread is still in this hand and nothing has gone through anything. And then you grow closer now. And then it splits at the ends. And then again, <laughs> that day when I found this little nifty gadget, 
आई वॉज एक्सटेटिक इट्स अ थिन वायर विच गोज थ्रू दी आई ऑफ अ नीडल एंड यू कैन जस्ट प्रोसेड थ्रू एंड देन इट ओपन्स अप एंड देन यू थ्रो द थ्रेड इन एंड देन पुल इट आउट थ्रेड कम्स थ्रू विदाउट ऑल दोज so small the needle hole and even in that the thread can go through because space exists the subtlety of the elements are understood by its pervasiveness earth pervades it it, it stays in the position where you leave it any object unless until there is an external force moving it displacing it what is it newton's second law the thing stays in the state of motion or uh, inertia ha right it's been a while unless until an external force is applied that is the earth water it flows from higher to a lower and it can take shape of the container it doesn't have any rigidity that i have to have this kind of shape of container no any container it can take shape fire it can spread in all directions unlike water and water only spreads from top to bottom this can go even up or on the sides fire air spreads all over you light an incense stick here and it goes all over do you know why in the puja vidhi there is a step of lighting the lamp and lighting the incense sticks dhupam agrapayami deepam darshayami i meditated a lot on that two steps because everything else finds a sequence is because that step is just before you are offering food to the lord why are you lighting the incense incense stick before that so that i am not distracted with the smells of the foods that have been placed usually when we do the puja we take the sankalpa that we will eat only after the puja is done and your mouth is watering and the food is all there and bhagwan is saying hey is it for me or for you said, okay light the incense stick so that it it is neutralized otherwise the cooking is being done in the kitchen and you can smell hmm i think this is a sweet i think something is been deep roasted masala vada or medu vada can you make that smell out when there is something being cooked in the kitchen right so somewhere it is being done and you can smell it in all the way in the living room air it spreads all over 
And thing is, air does not have its own quality of smell. Wherever it flows from, that smell, it picks it up. If it goes to the garden of um, jasmine or lilies, it, it takes, picks that effervescence and spreads it around. There are two infamous rivers, one in Chennai and one in Hyderabad. Do you know those rivers? Musi in Hyderabad and Kuvam in Chennai. They were, few hundred years ago, they were, nobody has seen it, rivers it seems. Today, it is an open sewer system. And if the wind is blowing through that, hmm, miles away, So, the air as such does not have any quality of good or bad in it. Good smell or bad smell. Wherever it goes through, whatever it, the smell that it has, it just picks it up. What is subtler than air? Subtler than air is the space. And space is at most nirguna nirakar. There is no guna to it, there is no akara shape to it. And this is the difference between Baudha, Jaina and Hindu. Baudha and Jaina, with little variation, even between them both, they talk about their nirvana as shunya, void. That there is nothingness. Nothingness is the nature of space. Because even the nothingness of that space is cognized by that consciousness to name it as nothingness. Are you getting the point? What is on my hand? Don't go too technical on me right now. Okay, Just be simple in your answers. What is now on my hand? Water bottle was there. Now, there is nothing on my hand. That nothingness, presence of something was cognized. Its absence is also cognized. The presence is cognized, the nothingness is also cognized. Let's go a step subtler than that. Did you understand what I just said? Yes? I know that I understood something. When there is something very confusing I don't understand, do I not know that I don't understand? That knowing, which knows even that nothingness, which is the guna of the space, that is the sukshmatva of that paramatma. 
So where is that Paramatma that we are all searching for? We can start with all these forms, but it is right within inside. In the most impactful words of Gurudev, we have heard Gurudev say, How far is God away from you? Only that far that a dreamer is from waking. How far is the dreamer from waking? Is there any time ratio or a space ratio that he is that far away, that long away? No. Just waking up and he's right there. So how far is the God? That far away. If he is that close, then why am I not able to perceive? Sukshmaha. Sukshmaha, subtler than the subtlest. With the grossness of our perception, we are not able to perceive it. Change the perception to the most subtle and you will experience that Paramatma. Subrataha, Sumukaha, Sukshmaha. Sughoshaha. Sughoshaha. The one. You don't need to miss him. You will not miss him. Because. He. Makes enough sound. Ghosha means. Sound. Right from our young age. Don't we have. Parents, well-wishers, teachers, constantly telling us and guiding us. <laughs> through them, whose ghosha is coming through? When they say ghoshana, what does ghoshana mean? Announcement. Why do they call it announcement as ghoshana? Ghosha means sound. And to make that sound manifest is the announcement. So, Ghosha, through the advice of all our well-wishers, parents and teachers, we have been constantly guided. And it is said, when a good advice is given, do not miss the virtue of the advice based on who is giving it or where they are standing in their status to give that advice. Because sometimes we miss the boat based on the age of the one who is giving it. If it is our own child and gives us a good advice, somewhere inside there is a threatened feeling or you know bore or what? Go study. And we just brush them aside. Or somebody we have thought who is not qualified to give an advice. Supposing you are traveling in Bombay or in Delhi and 
you are on a phone talking about something and your driver the taxi driver or the auto driver turns around and says madam ji main kuch bolu immediately our arrogance comes into picture tu apna kaam kar you you do your job i know what i'm doing don't we disregard most of the times when the good advisors come our way i don't know why but invariably the default setting up here psychologically is first to say no to any good advice sughosha and he is the one who comes in the form of sound as an advice now what is the greatest advice advice is from the vedas and we don't need to worry or feel bad that so much of vedas is lost gurudev used to say whatever is left learn that and you will get moksha why why do you want to waste your time crying about that which is lost because that which you already have read that and implement that in life you will get moksha in taitri upanishad it is said mano brahme divya janat manasadhye vakhal vimani bhutani jayante all that which ever was envisioned thought by anybody any human out there in the past every thought gets registered in the cosmos every idea is been registered therefore the rishis never claimed that it is my thought or my idea they said it was revealed unto me when they tuned their minds into that totality that totality opened itself up and the surge of information came through and when it comes through they say that they hear it as sound they hear it as <clears throat> shabda and this is not just in hinduism even in the christianity they say this i think comes in genesis they say that the world came from the word and the word was with the father there also they talk about sound the word because this entire creation of matter is a grossification of energy and isn't sound expressed in the form of energy and there are some very mind boggling experiments that are being done when you read them the recent one recent article that i was reading in a science journal is they have some complex algorithms to find the 
sounds that are emitted by the sun, you know, it's constant burning, whatever is that burning, is it called fission, right? So, so when that uh, helium burns and it, it generates so much of energy, it constantly is making the sound into the cosmos. And with that algorithm, they have captured all these sounds. And uh, do you know what sound it emits? It makes the sound of Om. There is this diaphragm on which they put magnetic particles. And underneath there is a sound vibrator. The diaphragm vibrates based on the sound that is emitted. They chant Om and these particles based on the vibration realign themselves. There is nobody designing it, nobody working on it. There is no CAD CAM software which is working on it. It is just the sound vibrations when Om is chanted. The entire magnetic particles realign themselves in the format of a Shri Chakra. There is so much, in it. I mean you can google it up or YouTube it and you will find these videos. It is quite intriguing. And the most intriguing for my thinking was a recent, not recent, but a year and a half or two years ago article in a science journal which they are still experimenting. They said, whenever we talk about the human mind and various differences in human perception or attitude or interactions, we always go back to saying that it is all connected to the genetics. So this experiment that they have been working, they say that those intrinsic genetic codes can also be purified and changed. And in order to change them, you don't need to do anything in a chemical level. All that you need to do is expose it to the sound vibration. And the highest positive impact of sound vibration, they exposed it to various sounds. The highest impact that they found was the Gayatri Mantra. That you chant the Gayatri Mantra and it has an impact of it at the genetic code level. So, one thing that I would request. Do not utter a word which has knowingly a negative impact for whatever we have conditioned that sound to be. So that we draw unnecessary negative energy. Don't utter that word. Because coming into this country, we have adapted quite well, I would say. That, okay, let me ask you. Back in India, say when, I am taking a very benign example, then I will go to the real example. 
say when you sneeze did you have the habit of saying along with your sneeze and excuse me as you are sneezing excuse me I did not but did we develop that habit yes no okay thank you and something bad happens, something that you imagine could not happen or somebody, suddenly a cuss word comes out. I don't have any qualms in saying one or two cuss words so that you can grasp it. But why do you even have to utter those words? Does it bring in any positivity? Now we become uh, super intelligent. Instead of changing that pattern, removing that pattern, we substitute. Because in other places we just say it out, blurt it out. And in some environments it, it is not acceptable. Therefore, instead of saying shoot, why? It's not necessary. Don't invoke such unnecessary bad vibrations. In fact, I would say with every movement, whoever is your Ishtadeva, whatever is the Nama that you have, let it ingrain into your system that along with your sneeze, instead of, excuse me, you say it later, Say the name of the Lord first. <laughs> Narayana. I'm just taking one example. And then you can say, excuse me. And if you are a nasty sneezer like me, that I sneeze and everybody else feels threatened. <laughs> I was in an airplane just gotten in and um, I don't know, they had just cleaned it up or not cleaned it up, I don't know why, it, it was feeling very dusty. I just settled down and uh, unsettlingly I sneezed. The, what do you call them? The steward. So he came and said, was it you sir who sneezed? You startled me. And I, instead of pouring the coffee in the glass, it spilled all over. I said, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. So you may have to excuse yourself. But before you do that, take the name of the Lord. Sughoshaha. Entertain in that mind the nada, ghosha. That which is su, that which is optimally positive. Constantly churn the mind with that positive thought alone. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing. You are cold. You have to go get the mail. And you have to shiver and then instead of cursing your situation, take the name of the Lord, whichever Nama it is. Chant the name of the Lord while doing it. 
सुघोषा ट्यून द माइंड इन सच ए वे दैट इट ड्रॉज ऑल द पॉजिटिव एनर्जी टूवर्ड्स इट सेल्फ वाई डू थीज थिंग्स हैपन टू मी ओनली ऑलवेज you start with a wrong thought and all the negativities you seem to be inviting in charge here up with positivity that all positive thoughts and vibrations tune into that mind sughoshah then you will find at least in the peripherals सुखद यू विल फाइंड पीस विथ इन दैट वेर पीस कैन बी एंटरटेन्ड पीई ए सीई आई डोल्ड यू राइट वन एक्सपीरियंस एज टू हाउ पीस वॉज ट्रांसलेटेड और मिस ट्रांसलेटेड यू फॉरगॉट और You must have heard it enough number of times by now. So this was in K K Nagar, Chennai. We were, and Dad was working, so he apartment that was given to us. It was right across a open ground, and they had this uh, Christian missionaries wherein. Uh, there is this super amplified english speaker and equally challenging matching resonating tamil translator you must have heard it in your native languages as well jesus is a great man so it has to match with that so the tamil translator jesus or mahan purush so he described something mahan purushan you understand right i don't need to translate so he said two three more things and then the fellow in english said jesus loves peace and the translator said jesus pachipatani pudikum Jesus loves snappies. Those, and we all who were, we were laughing out loud. Oh, I have not said this here. Okay. So that's why I spell peace every time I say it. It is not P E A S. It is P E A C. so wherever we find that positivity peace is assured and where that peace exists it is a firm platform for happiness sukhada <clears throat> then through us to the world around us he starts expressing as suhrat hrit means hridaya or heart suhrit 
a well well meaning heart someone who wishes well for everyone around we become such one because that paramatma starts expressing through us as sukhruta we'll continue with this next part of the shloka tomorrow om purnamadaha purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva vasishyate om shanti 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 hari om shri gurubhyo namaha hari om